welcome to VIP Boxing's Bell to Bell podcast, and we're on episode 87. Um, I'm not sure if we reach a ton by the end of the year. I think we might do. Anyway, if you're watching on YouTube, please leave a, a thumbs up and subscribe to VIP Boxing's YouTube channel. Really great. And the same, if you're watching on iTunes, leave us a review or Spotify. Um, you know me, Steve Lillis. You know John Evans and his famous posters there uh, up in the, the top corner. And uh, our special guest this week, he's one of our, our regulars, um, along with, I think, Ryan Walsh. He's one of our favourite guests, I think, John. It's a uh, leading trainer, the King of Bolton, Alex Matvienko. Uh, thanks for coming on, Alex. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. Well, before we... Yeah, yeah, we're always kind about you. And I didn't say hello to you, John. I just mentioned I always say hello to the posters. Don't um, we? I've got, I've got, I've got nothing exciting to tell you, to be honest. Alex well, was the man in the. Alex well, was we're going to come to that before we kick on with a poll. Great seeing you, Alex. Um, um, on Saturday night, but I was a bit worried when I see you walking up Great Juicy Street with a loudspeaker about four to twelve at night. If there, yep. if it was, if there wasn't that twelve thousand people around, I would have thought you was up to all sorts. People don't walk down Great Juicy site heading towards Cheetah Mill with a big speaker under their arm and a grin at quarter to twelve at night, and you hadn't had a beer either. So. Oh. No, um, most people have like these mobile speakers about that big now on a wireless because uh, we're from Bolton. We have this big speaker with still a, still a wire and a plug attached. Uh, <laughs> they've just come out in Bolton, so yeah, uh, it, it, it was for the music for Jack backstage, getting relaxing. We had some Billy Ocean on, we had some uh, some old boogie funky type tunes, and blimey. yeah, the, it was just for the music. Yeah, I, I thought George Formby was still number one in Bolton, mate, <laughs> but there you go. <laughs> anyway, look, um. On a serious stuff, how is Jack after um, the technical technical decision went against him? I've seen a bit of to and fro today on the, with, with yeah. the Elite Boxing Gym account uh, and Nathan Heaney, Jack and Nathan. Uh, you know, on the, on the night Jack was saying, you know, it wasn't his night. I saw a tweet or a Facebook post, uh, but now he seems a little bit more aggrieved now he's digested the fight. Um, you know, give us your take on how Jack is. Um, to be honest, I haven't spoken much to him. Um, I know on the night he was slightly disappointed, but obviously it was just accidental. Um, and I think he probably presumed that Nathan would, you know, probably do the right thing and maybe just say, you know what, it's unfinished business. Maybe we'll go again and do it again. And I think Jack may presume that. Maybe, maybe we all did. I'm not sure, but it looks like it might not be looking that way. It's probably not looking that way. I think the they're thinking, right, well, we dealt with Jack flatly and let's move forward. And um, I think Jack's got a little bit aggrieved by it. And then a few things have started and and it's been kicking off a little bit. Well, so, you know what? If you keep the pressure on and keep kicking off, you never know what could happen. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you've yeah. got to do. You've got to keep kicking and screaming. And if people start it's saying, tough. oh, you're being sour, just carry on because that, yeah. no one's going to, you know, as you say, it's going to be hard enough getting the rematch. And you're certainly not going to force it by keeping your mouth shut. Yeah. So, I think Jack, Jack thought Nathan's a nice guy. Yeah, he um, is, yeah. Nathan well. And, and I think it, everyone just presumed it'd probably just be right. You know, unfortunate circumstances. The fight was just heating up into it. You know, they were both getting warm and into it. And then what happened, happened. But, you know, probably thought, you know, we'll carry on where we left off. But it's not looking that way. Have you, have, you, have you watched it back, Alex? Because I spoke to you just as you jumped out the ring and Andy, Andy Clark from Talk Sport came over and everyone in our thing had it, two each. And uh, then yeah. 
could decide how it went. But Jack was getting into that. It looked like he was getting his rhythm a little bit. Yeah. Have you watched it? No, you know what? I haven't actually watched it because yesterday my girls were playing football. Then I had to head to Thameside. They had about five lads in the north northwest semi-finals, and and then by by come last night, by the time I come home, I just chilled. Today I've been out with Cindy with Savannah Marshall, so I'm not a chance, but I'm really itching to watch it. Yeah, I knew he was gonna slowly, you know, that's what we we was working on. Uh, I we didn't expect the egg clash and. Um, I knew, I knew it definitely weren't, you know, as one-sided as the judges. And I'm yeah, not the, sure why... Yeah, why, why didn't they just five, use it? Five zero is ridiculous, anyway. Yeah, and, I, think, I think the judge that give it 5-0, I think he was the same judge that give the Kakachi fight to be Italian by four really, rounds. Really, it was ridiculous. I mean, I, I had it 3-1, and in my head, I thought that could easily be 2-2, two, two, but I had it 3-1. Yeah. But why, with this, I mean, it's going a bit off-topic here, and we'll kick on with a pod in a minute, very on waiting for that. But I don't... Perhaps you two guys have an opinion on this. Should you really be scoring part rounds? Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. I, That's I, my I, argument, because how many oh, times is it, was it one minute 20, whatever? I mean, what could happen in the second half? And, you know, fall, People fall apart midway through a round. People exert and fall apart. You know, people finish rounds strong. It, it, it's stupid. The, and and to be honest, Jack were, Jack were backing him up against the ropes in that round anyway. The ring generalship, he was, he was taking centre. I mean, I haven't watched it back, but he, he was taking centre of the ring. That was the ring generalship. He's commanding the ring. That's what you score. Um, you can put yourself yeah, in Nathan's so, position. You can put yourself in Nathan's position as well. If he got cut after 40 seconds, then for the next minute, he might be thinking, shit my eye, you know, I'll protect my eye. And that yeah. skews the round as well. Yeah. So, no, it should have just been after four. But... Yeah, stupid. It is what it, yeah. 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 All right, well, fellas, we'll kick on with a pod. And thanks for that bit of insight, Alex. And uh, you'd have to let me know what yeah you had it when you um, when you watched yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Um, John, are you all ready with your bell, your clocks and oh. everything else? Oh, hang on. I'm behind the times today. Oh. Yeah, here we go. Sorted. I'll tell you what, one of your favourites, John, is round one. It's your topic. Away you go. Yeah, Mr. Um, Shakur Stevenson. We love... I, well, I don't know about you two, but I love Shakur yeah. Stevenson. I, I think he's great. A big character, dead childish, which makes me laugh. But a hell of a fighter. And he's really been coming into his own, hasn't he? You know, he's, he's become a, a, an elite fighter. But I was so disappointed at weekend. He missed the weight by, was it 1.3 1 pounds? Yeah, 1.6. It was more, yeah, 1.6. Didn't even try to take it off. Um, and he just seems to have got a free pass for it. You know, no one seems to be bothered. The overriding uh, opinion of it all seems to be, oh, good, we get to see him at lightweight. Nah, that, that's bullshit. He yeah. signed to defend his titles against uh, the Brazilian guy, Robson. Miss weight. Robson isn't a high-profile guy and had no choice but to take the fight, really, because he'll never see that money again. Uh, I, I was let down by it. I said, oh, I can't wait to see Shakur in with these big lightweights. We all know that's not going to happen straight away. That's been one of my bugbears on this, these lightweights not fighting each other. And I don't know. I was just a, disappointed with Shakur and how it all panned out last week because I generally look forward to watching him. You know what, you know, John, maybe I was thinking about this on Friday when, um, when I'm reading, well, Friday morning when I was reading over that found it the night before. Um, you know what, it's almost becomes they're bigger than the title, bigger than the fight, yeah. and that's what it was for him. I'm Shakur Stevenson, it's almost like I do what I want, you know, and 
that that's what it is. And as you say, you, you're touching on the lightweights there, John. You had a real rant about eight months ago on here yeah. about them not fighting each other. And we're still, still, not, we're still, we're still no nearer any of them fighting. It's absolutely, absolutely potty, isn't it? You know, it's still no nearer. And it was eight months ago, that rant. Ludicrous. Alex? Go on, Alex. Um, I like him. How can you not like Puerto Rican oh. fighters? He's, I know he's a southpaw, but, you know, Rosario, Felix, Trinidad, Cotto, um, there's always someone who comes along and he, he's got that little flashy style about him as well. I think he likes Andre Ward, doesn't he? And he's, uh, he's a nice flashy, but, but you know, he's serious, but he just didn't look like, like you say, I think it's more about himself than the title. Yeah. He didn't look like he was fighting, you know, for this title, defending it. He just looked like he was a bit... It looked like he was going a bit through the motions, to be honest. Yeah. Right? He got a bit frustrated. He slammed him to the floor. I did watch a bit of it, and I don't know. Yeah, I was in, I was a little disappointed as well. I was, because of, of, of all the young fighters coming through, Shakur, he, he's... I, Tank Davis has got it. Whatever it is, Tank Davis has got it. Garcia's got it for different reasons. But as an all-round fighter, someone who's never looked in trouble at all, looks dangerous, he can punish people, got that style where he stays inside and he, he hurts people with everything. Shakur has got it. And I, I just hope he doesn't get ahead of himself and start thinking it's about him rather than the titles and stuff. Yeah. Because he, he could really waste it. So fingers crossed, lightweight just reignites him again. Round two, Maxi Hughes. Um, obviously, I, I saw the result of, of this fight and um, I've only watched um, the last bit of it. So I can't, you know, go. I'm not going on about whether he was the right winner or sure it should have been a draw against Kid Galahad. But there's fewer and fewer fighters, you know, doing it this way. And he now, I'm not saying he'll beat any of these lightweight superstars, Shaq, Davis, Ryan Garcia. But the run he's been on, uh, John O'Carroll, was it Cotto? Cotto Cotto Chigoff, Highland, then he fought the um, Giovanni Straffon, Ryan Walsh, Kid Galahad, in more than... That's, that's over just two years he's had that run of fights. They're, I wrote this down. Their combined record when he fought them, 129, 11 and 4. Now, he's 32, and he's not going to be peaking forever now after this amazing two-year run. You see, Mo, a lot... I always got this belief that you see fighters that... They have an 18-month run where they're pretty untouchable. You know, he, and he isn't going to last forever, this run. Um, you know, he has had, you know, he's been about quite a while and he deserves this big U US fight. I just don't want the time to run out for him, for, for someone like himself and, and Josh Warren and his stable, mate. I just worry if he's going to slip away this big chance because he, he deserves it more than most of that run over the last two years. There's not many fringe world contenders who have had a run of fights like that. And have been as busy. Yeah. And, and like you said, with his runner runner wins, it looks like he could even cause an upset. I know you're saying he might not, but he's doing the the unthinkable, isn't he, at the moment. He's beating all these guys, just coming off beating a former world champion and you know, all the other all the other wins lately. Um there was talks of him with Garcia, weren't there? Who's trained by yeah. Joe Goose. I think he's still with Joe Goosen, isn't he? Still with Joe Goosen. So that would that was a bit of a tasty fight. I'm not sure what happened. I'll tell you what, another good thing for Maxi there, because he was linked with Jorge Linares and he was linked with Ryan Garcia and he ends up fighting Kid Galahad in Nottingham. And for him to perk himself up and still be as motivated, because he must have gone into the ring that night knowing this is going to be ugly, it's going to be hard and it's going to be horrible. And for him to 
to keep that motivation when he, he was linked with big names and big money to come down to that. Fair play to Max. Yeah, I, I hope he gets a, a I hope he gets a big fight, but I hope it's one that he's got a chance in. You know, not one just where he's offered yeah. up. Because, uh, like you say, form of his life, and it's not going to last forever. I just he's think he's got a lot of mental strength. His mental, yeah, yeah, second to none. I've got a feeling if it comes, John, it's going to be very much on the B side against one of these big names because he's got the right CV to go in against them. You know, six great wins over two years, men all with impressive winning records. I've got the feeling if the chance comes, he might get his four or $500,000, but it'll be against um, an absolute elite. Yeah. Round three, over to um, Alex. And I think you want to talk about um, Hannah Ranking. Um, yeah, well, just about the fight with Terry Harper, I thought it was quite big in boxing. I mean, she jumped up about a stone and a half, I think, if I'm correct. That's yeah, what Terry went up and... It's quite a big jump, really. If, if one of the men were doing it, you know, maybe it'd be a bit like... But she, she went up in weight and she beat Hannah Rankin, didn't she? Yeah. Which has made up for a pretty good domestic rematch, I think, with Tasha Jonas. Obviously, um, th there's a bit of maybe unfinished business or whatever there. And, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a good win. She boxed really well. I follow the women's boxing a lot more now because I've got a girl, Cindy and Gamber, who spars Savannah and Tasha and stuff. And uh, I just thought it was quite an intriguing one. I thought Hannah would be too big, but it's not always the case. Like when uh, Roberto Duran beat Iran Barkley and the little the little girl, you know, beats a, a bigger, slower girl. And, well, uh, yeah, Alex, if, if you're involved in, around that scene in the, in the girls, the thing that strikes me as a, above light welterweight, the drop-off in skill level seems pretty big. The girls are super feather and below are really talented. Yeah. It's getting better. But for Harper to be able to go up and beat a unified champion yeah. like that, and Jonas just breeze through light middle, yeah. Yeah. do you notice anything about the the ability and stuff above welterweight with the with girls, or is it catching up? Um, I, I've noticed it's similar, to be honest. You know, these girls are making huge, breaking huge records. Now, that, that's a big jump for them both because yeah. Tasha's done the same. It's a massive... It's quite unheard of, really, apart from the olden days when Emery Armstrong used to jump yeah. up about two weight divisions or something. You don't really see it now. Um, it's not really spoken about. And people, if some of the lads were saying it, like um, if Maxi were going to jump up to middleweight or summer or light middle, everyone would be a bit like, oh, it's a bit too much. But we've had two UK girls do it recently. I mean, it's yeah. quite, quite astounding, really. What staggered me was how big Terry looked. It looked like she'd been there. You know, you see, you see, uh, you know, a, a male boxer go up one weight and they don't look, they're big enough for that weight. It takes like 18 months to grow into it. She's yeah. gone up to 11 stone and filled into it like anything. I know Hannah's not a massive super welterweight, you know, yeah. but she, you know, she's solid enough. You'd call maybe yeah. a big welterweight, but the way she, how big she looked, she had legs like a tree. Yeah. Staggering, you know, the work they had done. Almost, it was almost planned. We're going to go to that weight where there yeah. was something. Go up, as you say, above welterweight, Joe, or light welter, where the skill set might not be as much. Where, you know, when she was at Super Feverish, she was a Alicia Bomber Gardner. Bumgarner, yeah. Well, we all saw Serrano in person at weekend, didn't we? And the size of her, she's big and broad. Oh, yeah. She was fighting way down below featherweight, wasn't she? That's right. She? Do you, do you <laughs> know what was great about that? That Saturday night, my daughter went for the first time. Uh, and the fight, the person she fell in love with most was how cool Serrano was. Yeah, which I think that's fantastic. Got, 
He created an atmosphere when she walked yeah. out. Yeah, and for someone who's going boxing for the first time to say that, it's great. John, over to you and cross promotions. Yeah, do you, yeah. Do you know what I really liked at weekend? I liked. Um, it was a BT promotion, Frank Warren pay per view, but I liked how visible uh, Ben Shalom was there. You know, he had a page in the program, didn't he? He was there in the corner with his man. He was at the press conference, and I we've spoken about this a, a little bit. I, the promoters have got to work together. We've got to get fights going between the channels because it's too diluted. And I, I just thought it was a, a good sign that the promoters might just be willing to to break yeah. bread a little bit and put some fights on. And I like the fact that he didn't hide away at home and say, oh, yeah, I caught the fight on pay-per-view. He was there. He was right in the corner. BT didn't try and hide him or anything like that. And I just think it adds a little extra dimension. We had yeah. Samuel Antwi against S.O. Eckerman on the card as well. You know, promoter against promoter. And I just think it adds a little bit of a, an extra dimension. I'm all for it. I think it's a good sign. It would be uh, fantastic. Oh, sorry, going you far away, Alex. Well, I, I was going to say, because I, I, I was actually there and I seen it all myself unfolding and completely agree. It's something that boxing's been lacking for a good few years. Um, it's been monopolised and whatever, however you want to call it. But really good to see. As he said, you could see boxer on the signs everywhere, all over the show. And um, I, I, it, it's just, it signs are good things to become. And there were some cracking fights because of it. And obviously the, yeah. the main event. So, yeah, I, I agree 100%. Yeah, look, obviously we all want to see it, but I'm not holding my breath that this no. is going to happen at all. I mean, what was interesting also, Eddie Hearn mentioned last week in an interview when he met Jules Warren to discuss Joshua Fury. Um, they did, he said we did mention other potential fights, which is fantastic, but I'm certainly not holding my breath purely because you could have someone like Sky or BT who could have one of their marquee names and the offer is for them to go on a channel. I, I, I still think there's going to be a lot of trouble with the networks doing that, even if it suits the promoters financially yeah. to do it. Um, you know, we obviously we had the Antwi-Essaman fight, but was that a purse-bid fight or...? Oh, I, I couldn't tell you. I yeah. tell you. I, I'd be happy with fights, like, but everyone, Bennett, even if the big names stay on the channel, fights like that on the undercard, that was a, yeah. that was a good night's boxing on Saturday. It was a and terrific night. It was like, you know what? Someone casuals won't have cared about Antwi and Essamon, but yeah, it, I've seen it was a competitive fight and everyone benefits from that. It was a great night there, but I'm not holding my breath about too many cross-promotions. You know what? If we get three or four super fights a year of them cross-promoting, yeah. you know, we will. Perfect. Three or four more than normal, isn't it? Yeah. Right, round five. This is one I think Alex would be very good at. And, of course, John, the greatest ever chins. I know we're going to talk about Joyce Parker in round six, but got me thinking about Joe Joyce's chin. And I'm just thinking briefly this afternoon. You know, you think of great heavyweight chins in more recent times. Oliver McCall. He's got to have the best heavyweight chin since McCall. You know, maybe the greatest chin was Chevalo. Ali Froman went, you know... This is when you, I think it was never off his feet, Chivalo. And Alex, to correct me if I'm wrong. And I've been thinking Joe Joyce the other night. That was just the best chin I've seen it, yeah. since my, you know, since McCaw's a heavyweight. The breast domestic chin since um, Chris Eubank, who was taking them bombs off Carl Thompson, then got up off the floor against Joe Kalzaki at short notice. He's got a, but I thought at that time, he got hit with a right hand the other night. And yeah. instead of just, planting his feet for a second he just continued more moving forward i just think his chin 
is the best heavyweight chin since McCall. We might even top it. I just want to get your guys' opinions on great chins. So I know we're going to talk about the fight in a minute. We was all there. Um, well, is that a heavyweight or anyway? Anyway, was... you just tell me your... I've I've been talking about Wayne McCullough lately. Not many people yeah. mentioned mm. the pocket rocket. Scott and, uh, Harrison fight with the power punishment yeah. he took. Morales, Nazim, they're bouncing punches off his chin. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, he's got one of the most formidable. And then I have watched a bit of Larry Holmes lately, and with Ernie Shaver's passing, unfortunately, um, Ernie hit Larry with that shot where he got up. I mean, he said it was a right up to the body, which hurt him the most. He said after, after the bell saved him, but. Larry Holmes had some chin on him, didn't he, as well? You know, to rise up like he did. Uh, but I do think Wayne McCulloch's always there in my mind. I grew up with watching him, Nazem and uh, Morales. They bounced some shots off his head. Yeah. Absolutely. So, well, you, you, men yeah. you mentioned my two, Steve. Ollie McCall and Eubank. Eubank was yeah. ridiculous, wasn't he? And McCall, why, he ate shots off big people. But the, the thing I'll say about Joyce is, and Jake LaMotta, you know, famously yeah, Jake LaMotta yeah. mentioned him. Yeah. The thing about Joyce that separates him from all those people, Joyce doesn't mark up. Mm, he doesn't point. cut. He doesn't bruise. When he's getting hit, he doesn't become disorganised. He doesn't slow down. So he doesn't cut. He doesn't bruise. He doesn't slow down. His own power never alters whatsoever, and he never gets thrown off his game plan. He's completely unaffected by it. Yeah, I, I've never seen anything like it. On Saturday night, I remember uh -huh. that right hand that Parker threw. That was a fight finishing shot, <laughs> and he never even blinked. He it just marched forward. <laughs> it woke him up. Yeah. <laughs> All these other people have got good chins, but it might affect him. You know, they might become tireder and stuff. Joyce never alters. I've, I've, it's incredible. Uh, carry on the final round, Joe Joyce frame. Away you go, Alex. You tell me what you thought. Yeah, uh, you know you. Yeah, you, you were just you were shaking with excitement and pleasure at what you'd seen. You almost dropped your speaker, you nick from somewhere the other night. But you know, yeah, um, we were sat we were sat on the floor. We'd come back out. I said, I want to watch this live. I, I, I didn't really know what to expect. I'm a big fan of George Joyce. Parker's a lovely boxer. He's obviously spending a lot of time in Fury's camp, and he showed some great skills. It was a throwback fight. They were both moving to the right, like a lot of the old heavyweights used to. Sonny Liston. You know, quarrying that move across to the right a lot, especially Liston did it really well. Uh, they were both moving away from the right hand. Parker was parrying, coming with the uppercut, the overhand right. Joyce is just what it's one pace, but it's a non stop pace. Never, never, you don't really, yeah. yeah, he don't fight in bursts. He's just boom, 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 boom. It's just fudding. And when he gets it, he, he, he sort of hits you back with two. Yeah. Um, and what a fight. We were sat with some Irish lads who'd come over for uh, Anthony Kakes. And, uh, they, you know, it was just such a great atmosphere on that floor. You know, yeah. best heavyweight fight I've ever seen live by far, definitely. And I've seen Louis Holyfield, ball fights and some of the heavyweight fights, you know, Joshua and stuff. That's the best one by far. You know what? what a brilliant fight. It's it certainly, I think, the best I've seen in a British ring. I'd have to have a think, yeah. you know, what I've seen. The best in a British British ring. It was, uh, it was just something else. So you just, you, and after two, you know, after two rounds, I thought this is something special could happen here tonight. And as yeah. it unfolded, it becomes so obvious it was gonna. And the way Parker had taken them shots in rounds eight, nine, and ten, you expected it to go the distance. You didn't expect a one yeah. punch KO 
with a yeah. shot like that. Um, and, and that just added to the, the you know, the magnificence of the, right. the whole event, the, the fight. Yeah. And you know what? Wait, you know, when you're a boxer, like Joe, Joe Joyce, his career, you know, we all knew him from, you know, the amateurs, a long amateur career. And it's sort of not limped along, but he's always been on the outs. We were talking about this last week, John, you know, about how do you great crash the top three or four? And, and you have to do it. But I think Ryan Walsh, he's got whoever wins this fight has got to make that statement win. Uh, on the podcast last week okay. to get in there. And you know what? Boxers, when you, when you go to see your promoter and you say you want to be a star, Frank Warren, Eddie Earn will tell you, you've got to create a buzz to put bums on seats. I think Joe did that the other night. And I just hope, and that being a bit negative here, when it does come to the end for Joe, I hope he's had a couple real more career-defining fights because the way he fights, he's a sort of guy. Once he loses once, he's going to lose twice, maybe three times. Because like the oak tree, you 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 put an axe at the oak tree enough, it falls over eventually. I just yeah. hope he has them massive paydays and so to win more of a place in the British British arts than he has done. It's just such a shame that today the back page of the papers were full of Fury Joshua bollocks when it yeah. should have been Joe Joyce on the back page. And I'll tell you, what, I'm, more, I'm more interested in him beat Wilder than Fury beat Joshua. Oh, anyway, I've had my little Joyce, say. Joyce you... Wilder. Jesus. Oh, dear. Can you imagine? I, Go on. I tell you what, he's caught on more than I thought as well. Yeah. What was about 13,000 there on Saturday? Hey, we, I didn't expect the top tier to be open. You had 1,600 Nathan Heaney yeah. fans, and then one side of it was open a couple of blocks. And anyone who went watching that is going to watch him again, aren't they? Yeah. You... Right. I'll ask you two. Quick, quick answer now. Joyce against Joshua, who do you pick? Joyce. Joyce, you go yeah, where the momentum I... is. Joyce. Yeah. Joyce Wilder. I'm going to go... I'm going to go Joyce, because how do you floor him right now? Not floor him. But what a fight. I mean, look, if, Fury, if Joshua was an American who'd lost twice to Usyk, you would have no interest in that fight. It's an event. Wilder versus Joe Joyce is now the fight for heavyweight boxing to me. Bob and a Lyle, repeat. Yeah. <laughs> Bob and a Lyle. Yeah. Well, like, I think yeah, the, but... the only two people who can beat him now, who, and they're both, neither of them's having an easy night work because neither of them can hurt him, I don't think, is Fury and Usyk. But, you know, Usyk fought him as the amateur and when he was in the amateur, I, I, was, there, I was there that night. And... Um, and you got to remember at that stage of their amateur careers, although, you know, Joe was fighting at a very high level, World Series and majors, Usyk had been at the top level of amateur boxing a lot longer. Yeah, but Joyce, that was the best Joyce we've ever seen. He, he, he got clocked a lot, but his defence was better. And it's 12. Imagine, Alex, imagine being in the ring with someone like that for 12 rounds. Oh, impossible. Yeah. Oh, that worry issue is in you. And yeah. I think it was the body shots were zapping Parker. He was he was ripping them right hooks to the body, and some of them were slight, like the one he caught uh, Golovkin caught Martin Murray, where it slices the front of the torso, and they're not nice punches. They're sickening, and he was getting hit and hit, and you could just see it was it was slowing him down, slowing Parker down. He's so strong, Joyce, so strong. I I, I think you got to put him as an underdog against them too, but. Yeah. Well, no, they got gonna, look, Fury was saying that afterwards. Um, Fury was saying afterwards he wouldn't lay a glove on me, but he's not stupid. Fury will know he's in for a real hard night if he fight, yeah. fights Joe Joyce. Not saying he won't, he won't, he will, you know, you, you fancy Fury to win because the, 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 the run he's on and who he's how he's been performing, but 
you know, someone like Usyk, you know, will think now, hold on here. If I've got, if the WBO slap a mandatory on me now, I've got to face this guy. Do I give up the title? <laughs> no, the WBO might be a bit, right, you've got to fight a mandatory next. You know, the way these governing bodies act, you never know. Imagine who's... Boyce might take him out like Fraser got took out of Foreman. Yeah. You know, takes Lift him, him off, off the floor, yeah. yeah. Takes him off his feet. I, I wouldn't put it past him. He's a beast, an absolute, absolute beast. beast. Yeah. yeah. It's just fantastic that someone, we we're all talking about Joshua Wilder, Fury as the main men who's sick. Suddenly this guy's come to the party now and none yeah. of them, if they were picked, what, what order of them four do you want to fight? None of them. If you ask Fury, Wilder, Usyk, Joshua, who do you want next? Any of your main rivals or Joe Joyce? Not one of them would pick Joyce as not their first choice. Not one of them. He's, he's, the, he's the one you'd, you'd stay away at all possible cost. I'd put him number three in the world after that. You know what? And it's brilliant, the love he's getting, because I know he's only had the yeah. 15, 16 amateur fights, but the procession of fights. See, I mean, when I was at Box Nation, I covered, I was lucky enough to go to a lot of the World Series of boxing shows. And the fights he had in there, he had about 17 fights in it. And every one was an absolute, you know, he'll get the odd one, but most of them were absolute. Can imagine. Scream ups. That, that were your, you go to your call, and it was like, you know, it should have been Nobbin's fight. Yeah, yeah. But it was brilliant. But anyway, fellas, um, anything more you want to add on that before we wrap up? No, Good. no, I enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. Well, yeah. I tell you what, great talking to you, Alex, and thanks oh, thank for coming you. on the pod again. And um, let drop me a message. How you had the fight? Whether yeah. you had it yeah. level or you know three one, yeah. that's which seems to be what most people have had it level of three one. Forget the fifth round. And yeah. John, thanks as always, mate. And uh, yeah, I'll see you next week, John, on here, and uh, I'll see you very soon, Alex. And thank, thank you, everyone. Guys. Thank everyone else for watching tonight or this week. Thanks very much. Thank you. Cheers. Info, news and latest interviews, amateur and pro, across the north, click and subscribe. VIP, boxing promotions. Also, Twitter, Instagram and Facebook.